Okay, cool. So a bit of post-apocalyptic stuff, a bit of sci-fi, a bit of philosophy. What's not to like? It's episode three of Geek Bites. I'm Rich, and I'm joined once again by Stu. Mother, mother. Sorry, I had to get out of my system. Um, yeah, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having me back. Uh, it's good to be here for another episode of Geek Bites. I'm really enjoying uh, the format so far, and I'm looking forward to discussing another wonderful uh, film with you, Rich. <laughs> Cheers, man. Yeah, I think it was quite a good film. Um, and yeah, obviously, a uh, pleasure to have you back. And thanks for thanks for listening to my uh, ramblings again for another episode. Uh, let's get right into it. So um, obviously, this week we're discussing I Am Mother. Uh, it's a Netflix original, um, whatever that means. I'm not sure. I think it means they kind of paid for it, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, someone's, someone made it, brought it to Sundance. Netflix got their checkbook out and said, oh, we'll have it. I yeah, think that's the enough. way it works, yeah. Um, yeah, but that's I what think we could do one day. <laughs> it'll be we'll a Geek Super original, original. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, we'll come on to whether it was good or bad, but I think, you know, on the spectrum of Netflix originals, you know, this is a, a you know, uh, quite high up, I think. Um, but yeah, I think we'll come into that later. Yeah, cool. I, I agree. Mm. I mean, so we'll kick off, as per usual, with a bit of a one-sentence review. Um, so I've actually managed to keep it to one sentence this time. Um, I thought it was twisting, it was thought-provoking, it was creepy, it was feasible, and it was satisfying. So, I mean, that's more a list of words than a sentence, but hey, I think it's t it technically works. <laughs> it was almost a haiku. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but no, I agree with all of that, and you've actually stolen some of my words. Um, yeah, I think my, my one's more of a review, but it's a thought-provoking dystopian fur that questions whether humanity is capable of looking out for its own best interests. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that was good. I, I sort of watched a trailer to re 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 refresh my memory, and that was the main thing that struck out to me was that. Um, but, yeah, I definitely, I think that sums it up well. I mean, quite a good thing to point out about the trailer, actually. So before we watched this, I stuck the trailer on asked to see if Candy wanted to watch it, too. Uh, she said no. But in the, in terms of the trailer, um, I watched it. And I thought, oh bloody hell, this is kind of um, this is kind of um, spoiled the whole thing now. I know the whole story. But um, after watching the trailer, the actual story was actually quite far removed from the trailer. It didn't go the way the trailer suggested it would. So kudos to that. I think regular listeners to the Gig Suit podcast will know how much I hate a trailer that spoils stuff. Um, so this you're looking at you, Terminators. Yeah, exactly. This was yeah. a um, this was a uh, almost a bait and switch. The trailer implied something was going to happen, and then it went in other directions. So yeah, well done Netflix on that trailer. Good trailer work. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, to touch on that, I looked, I watched the trailer just before this to refresh my memory, as I just said. And I, I once you'd seen the film and watched the trailer, and you know what's going to happen, you can kind of see where they're getting at. So it's kind of a, it's a bait and switch and bait because once you've watched the film, you can watch the trailer and appreciate it more. Um, oh, so yeah. Well, yeah. So this is the first time that the film actually makes the trailer better, like a work of art. I like it. That's very it's, meta. Let's start, it, 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 start, start giving out Oscars for trailers. <laughs> they they should. It's a niche that's not been tapped. I think maybe that's our thing. Maybe even uh, geek bites bites will be us just reviewing trailers from now on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that done in about five minutes and we'll be off for lunch um, yeah. But yeah well five five stars for this trailer then. <laughs> exactly yeah that's it job done you can you can sign off now um cool uh i, I mean yeah. like 
we could go on to like our favourite scene. I, I feel like kind of a bit of a talk of the overall sweep of the film. Um, I thought the film hung together really well. Um, it kept me, it, like I mentioned, there were a lot of twists and turns, and it kept me um, kept me guessing as to what was going to happen. Just as I thought I'd figured it out, it actually switched it up a little bit more again. Um, I I can see how some people might not. I've not actually read any reviews about this since, um, but I can I can see how some people might not like this film. But I personally quite liked it. But I'm a bit weird. Um, what What did you think? <laughs> yeah, I think on the whole, um, I, I agree with you when you said it was creepy as well. I, I forgot about that. This underlying tension, and you're not quite sure whether Mother's on the you know on the side of good angels or whether she's slightly evil. Um, yeah. And I think well, it's that balance all the way through. Exactly. And you're, you're, one minute you're like, oh, God, she's the enemy. And the next minute you're like, no, she's good. And she's looking after the daughter's best interests. You're never quite sure. So I think it kept you on the edge of your seat. I think even though it was just one environment, it didn't, I mean, and a bit of outland bit. But, you know, it was just one environment. They did it quite well. Um, you know, they managed to sort of humanise the relationship between mother and daughter. And the bit that I found really good was the fact that, you know, you've got this CGI robot walking around, uh, but you just felt it was a character. You felt it was a you know, not human, but, you know, you had, it had empathy and you were empathetic towards it. And I think, you know, to have a film with a CGI character that you have that much emotional uh, connection to, it's quite an achievement, really. I can't think of any others where you've got such a, you know, such a well-done character dynamic like that, like CGI ones, at least. And I think, given that the, the design of the robot moves quite a long way away from uh, any risk of uncanny valley like the robot wasn't really humanoid in any other sense than the fact that it had a head, two arms and two legs um, it wasn't, you know, most sci-fi discussions of AI or androids or whatever had them looking very human, um, whereas this it actually, looked, and this is partly what I meant when I said it was quite a feasible film the way that this this robot is obviously just it, it looks quite similar to a lot of our most advanced robots do today. A lot of the ones, you know, when that when they try, like what's that one the Japanese created that can just about stand up without falling over or whatever? It looked yeah. quite similar to that. Yeah, it's like the Hyundai one or whatever, isn't it? It just can walk yeah. a bit and go up some stairs, and that basically that's the grand <laughs> achievement. I mean, the Boston Dynamics ones are a bit better, but I think even they're not brilliant. Um, but yeah, when you watch the beginning, the beginning titles of humans, so basically all the robots they show in there up until the ones with the rubber faces, you know, that's the sort of evolution of mother. Um, yeah. Then you go into the stupid synth type. Well, not stupid, you know, synths, it's a completely different thing. But yeah, uh, the fact that she could still feel like a character and still feel empathetic whilst being a robot robot was quite good. And I think they could have gone down the sort of route of her being a humanoid robot. Uh, because she's meant to be maternal, but then I think that wouldn't have the film wouldn't have worked if that was the case. Yeah, yeah, you'd kind of feel too pushed into it type thing. Um, and yeah, I think there would be an element of the uncanny valley as well. Exactly, yeah, especially if they all they did was put some contact lenses in her or something or make her walk a bit funny. Um, yeah, because it's like you, you touched on humans there. I think that show did a really good job of making them look very human but they still kind of weren't quite right if you see what I mean maybe they were all just wooden actors I don't know but they still kind of um you got the sense that they felt slightly alien um yeah. but, no they but, actually yeah. oh, oh go on. no they actually had choreographers teaching them how to walk like robots um oh, and cool. I think yeah the, the one uh the guy the young guy the sort of naive one that was at head of the bunch of rebels in the last season 
he was the one that they said as the group was the one that did it best, which is probably why he was the naive, young, more robotic one. But yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Did that anyway, get cancelled? I can't remember. I, I, well, I think the way they ended the last season, it deserved to be cancelled, really. The oh, whole... yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. No spoilers for anyone who's not watched Humans, but maybe just don't watch it. <laughs> what season one? Maybe what season two? Season three, don't bother. Um, yeah. You know, just, yeah. just leave it as a happy memory. Um, but, but yeah, this this isn't a review of uh, humans. This is a review of I'm Mother. Um, <laughs> should we should we give an overview of the plot, or should we just let it come out in our natural conversation? Let's just let it come out. Um, so, favorite scenes. There's this scene where obviously Hilary Swank rocks up. Uh, I think in the script she's officially called Woman. Uh, yeah. Which is fair enough. Um, and she uh, basically turns up. She says she's been shot. Um, daughter really fights to have mother bring her in. Uh, she hides her from mother at first. Mother gets angry um, and she puts her in the hospital. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, that sounds like it's not mother doesn't beat her up. Mother <laughs> takes, takes her to the infirmary, rather. Um, and yes, she finally, a uh, woman finally accepts to uh, have some surgical intervention as long as daughter does it. Mother's clearly taught daughter how to be a surgeon, which is pretty incredible, but let's not go too deep into that um and yeah then she wakes up and um basically daughter says uh, needs to have some answers she's like oh what's i thought the air outside was all toxic and stuff and then woman says oh so you really want me to tell you what's going on or whatever and i, thought, I was like on the edge of my seat yes please just tell us what's going on I, I i need you to tell us what's going on and yeah, she quite she gave a version of the truth. And obviously at that point I kind of just accepted it. Oh, okay, so this is this is the truth. But then you find out a bit further down the line that that's not all it seems. You know, she says that robots like Mother have taken over the entire world outside. There's only a few humans left living down the mines. All turned into it's all turned quite matrix from that point until yeah. it kind of got reverted again. Um, but for me that was a really cool scene. Both while I was watching it, it was just kind of like finally giving me what I wanted, which was some sort of explanation. Then looking back on it afterwards, which is the fact that it actually wasn't the truth by any means at all. Oh, I like it. So it's kind of, you know, it, it solved your what the hell's going on itch. But then the fact that they switched it at the end was kind of even more interesting because you're like, oh, hold on, I accepted this reality and now it's something completely different. Exactly, exactly. So it, not so so partly that scene scratched my itch, but partly that scene kind of represents a whole concept running throughout the whole thread of this film. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, one minute you're thinking one thing, the next minute you're believing something else. And I suppose um, to help people understand, once they do go and try and find these other humans that are out in the world that allegedly exist, they discover that they don't exist and that the woman had lied about it when she'd last, she'd last seen them like 10, 20 years ago or whatever. Um, so it's kind of because when they left the bunker, I was just like, oh, God, don't know that and join a rebel band to become some sort of Katniss Everdeen crap. You know, that's like, you know, I'd start it was on a downer then. So when it was revealed yeah. that there wasn't enough humans, I was just like, oh, thank God, you know, let's not overcomplicate what could, you know, what's a nice, simple plot, at the, you know, not simple, but, you know, a nice plot at the moment. So I'm glad they actually did that. Interesting you say that she's not actually seen them for 10 or 20 years. Yeah. Did they ever actually exist? I'm not convinced they did. The only evidence we've got is all those pictures she drew. I mean, I guess she had to draw pictures from something. I don't know. 
Yeah, because where would she have seen those people otherwise, unless she found some magazines or whatever, she was just drawing people from magazines. And I suppose if you're living in a bunk, like in a shipping container with no one else around, maybe you've got time to learn to draw and copy people from magazines because that's all you've got. But I like to think that, you know, the story up until the bit where she lied was true. You know, she was a bind, there were a bunch of people, she did escape, la 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 la. But then, you know, that was a long time ago and she didn't bother going back to save them. She just was selfish and decided to live where she was. And um, I think that comes into my one my honourable mention. No, actually, no, actually, there's another one. Basically, I like the bit where later on mother goes back to the woman after the woman's escaped and the girl's behind at the bunker or whatever. And mother's just yeah. like, you really thought you could live this all this time without us killing you? You know, you really thought you could survive on your own? You know, I only really needed you. For the for the test, um, and it, it was implied that mother killed her at the end because she outlived her usefulness. Okay, so okay, so this is actually leading into our interpretations of the ending, and I'm sensing we've got very different interpretations of this film. Oh yeah, so maybe I should tell you my favourite scene, and then we'll move into the interpretations. Should we do that? Or... Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, so my favourite scene, I suppose it's the obvious one, but I liked it anyway, was when Girl finds out she wasn't the first child to be raised by Mother. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a bit where uh, Mother acclaims that the woman was shot with her own gun, and the woman's like, well, that's rubbish, go investigate yourself. And obviously, as well as being a master surgeon, Girl's also a CSI, um, and she somehow uses the hand that was chopped off of Mother at the beginning of the film to open up some secret cupboards or whatever, and get in and somehow she manages to see on a computer some videos of the previous children that mother was raising and yeah. um after watching that I, I sort of flash back at right at the beginning you see mother raising a bunch of babies or whatever and you didn't quite twig it but then i was sort of twigged oh she's killed them all and it was only until you get to the bit where a girl finds the jawbone of one of the kids that have been burnt alive or whatever that you tw that everyone else twigs so you know, yeah. i quite liked that reveal it was kind of like you know, like I said, you don't know if mother's on the side of good or side of bad. But, you know, as soon as you discover she's burning babies, you're kind of like, right, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, you can start to think she's evil. I mean, we'll get into the whys and wherefores of it. But, you know, from daughter's perspective, how the hell could you burn alive other children and pretend that I'm the only one? Um, yeah, so I quite like that because that's when the film got really dark. You know, up until yeah, then, yeah. It, was a bit, it was a bit creepy. But it's just, oh, my God, it's uh, infanticide or whatever, isn't it? Um, yeah, so that was a bit twisted. But I quite... It was a good reveal, I think, and it kind of, you know, oh. I liked the way they set it up in the opening scenes, uh, but you didn't quite get it until later. Yeah, absolutely, and I think, obviously, you wouldn't necessarily recognise that those were two different kids either. Um, so yeah, I think exactly. also, great point about how when she finds out that she's not the first as such, and I think it shows how, I don't think it's clear on how many previous kids there were, but it's clear that there was at least two. There was the one that, like you say, she found in in the funeral parlour, or whatever we're gonna call it, and um, there was all, there was also in the a, yeah in the boiler. <laughs> um, there was also um, if you looked at the how many fetuses, how many empty spaces there were in the fetus cabinet, uh, <laughs> uh, that's there was also one before as well. So, and I don't we don't know for a fact if there were previous cabinets. I think we can assume there probably were. Um, yeah. Because to be honest, getting it right third attempt is pretty amazing. Um, you'd think she generally with these sort amazing of things, robot. Well, yeah, it's true, but generally yeah. with these things, there's been hundreds of attempts or whatever. So we yeah. know for a fact there's been at least three uh, individuals. Um, 
but we only actually see for definite. She only actually investigates what happened to number two, herself being number three. Yeah. Which is what leads me on to my belief that the first one was actually woman. Oh, interesting. Oh, I see what you mean. So I only let you live because yada, yada, yada. So it's like so I had the reason for you. And I don't know if and I don't know if all her memories of these people are either um, fake memories in some way, because when mother's talking to her, she says, oh, haven't you thought it's funny that you don't remember your own mother or whatever? So I don't know if she's had her memory wiped and sent it out there or I don't know if she's actually planned this all along, if woman plans this all along. And also. I know I felt like there was a bit of a resemblance between the two act the two actors. Um, I felt like they, if someone would have told me that the two actors were related, Hilary Swank and um, the younger the younger woman, yeah. I would have hundred percent believed it. And I that was the route I thought they were going to go down. And I thought for a minute they were going to say, oh, everyone's actually a clone of this. Oh, I see. Um, but this per- but then the woman comes back. And this is where she says, oh, actually, you never get this explained, but um, she comes back with a gunshot wound, doesn't she? And she says, oh, I've been shot by the, uh, by the robots. But then mother says, oh, actually, check out the gun. It's the same gun as the bullet. It's the same gun as she's carrying. So yeah. she actually turned up, shot herself in the stomach to set all this off because she has some idea of what's going on. She actually wants to release daughter. So that's now, my interpretation that not, uh, experiment number one has been sent out to kind of set all this in motion. It's part of mother's plan. Um, and then she knows she's going to come back and bring daughter out and show all this. And then mother always planned for daughter to come back and resume the uh, plan or whatever. So, yeah, that's what I think. I think there was never any minds. Um, I think possibly woman had drew these pictures from memory of things she'd watched on TV or something when she was in there. I don't know. That's the, the, the pictures in the book are the only slight gap in my theory. As I, what, what do you think? Uh, I think it's a nice theory, Rich, but I've got a dispute with it all. Um, this is the most confrontational we've got in one of these things. Um, but no, I, my, my interpretation is, you know, all of the ones that mother raised up until daughter were burnt to a crisp because they weren't perfect. They weren't what she was looking for. A woman okay. was just a stray human that was around. Um, and what mother was saying at the end was basically like, you know, yeah, you escaped in the mines. You managed to get through like a territory full of robots and you've been living in a shipping container with a bunch of robots flying around. No robots have ever killed you. I wonder why that is. And it's kind of, you know, I'm the AI that controls them all. I know that I need a human for this test because all the way through, she was talking about the test. Did you get yeah. on? To, did you notice that? The test wasn't yeah, yeah. an exam. The test was the woman turning up. So that's what I think. Basically, mother planned it all to get the human to come in to see how girl would react. And the fact the girl was like willing to betray mother to help the woman showed her humanity and her, you know, uh, ability to be empathized or whatever with people. The fact that she looked after the woman, the fact that the fact that she then come back because she felt ownership of the, the next generation, you know, was all helping her pass the test that mother had to show that she was the right one to raise humanity going forward. So it's like, you know, the woman was just part of mother's plan, uh, but she was just away from stray. Other than that, it was just every other previous one was just burnt to a crisp because they weren't right. That's the way I see it. 
So, who shot woman? Did woman shoot what? herself, or did mother go out and shoot her with that gun and then give her that gun? Which could no, have done. No, because remember, the girl checked in, it wasn't the same bullets. That was this, the whole CSI bit. She discovered it wasn't the same bullets. Mother lied about that. Right. So, it's just, right. so one of the robots shot her. Um, yeah. Yeah, and robots that's strangely looking up like mother because it turns out they all are mother. Um, yes. Mother is just yes. the AI. Um, <laughs> yeah, strange. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that was my interpretation, and I think that touches on one of my my honourable mention scene. Before we go on, was when girl comes back after running away with woman and realising there's no other humans and wanting to go save her brother, but woman didn't want to because woman was selfish because she wasn't the perfect ideal human like girl was. Um, when basically all them robots are outside the bunker and they just stare at her and let her pass. That's quite, you know, it's just like shows, you know, that was just quite impressive, wasn't it? It's just like, you know, you turn up, they could just blow her to smithereens, but then, oh, nope, we're going to pass, let you in, because we know that you're um, important. Cool. So with the robots, yeah, you're right. It was obviously a really good scene. And that actually, but then we find out later on that um, it's actually because Mother is a... Skynet style consciousness and she was actually controlling all of those so actually the, the idea that they were different robots was completely false and she actually obviously recognized her straight away um so it's kind of like a hive mind isn't it um so yeah uh yeah that was impressive um and it was a good uh good little illustration of her power and does it therefore mean that she is actually every single robot in the world i think that's interesting yeah, yeah. I mean, they must have really good net, uh, Wi-Fi um, to get them all going. Um, but yeah, and I think because I think reading between the lines, she was invented by humanity to look after humanity. And she basically twigged that humanity was bad for itself. So she killed them all. And now this is her trying to reboot humanity, but with the best and the brightest and most loving and thoughtful and humane human. So that's what the whole thing, experiment of getting daughter, the right one, you know, prepared in order to lead humanity going forward yeah did you get that oh yeah yeah absolutely um oh, yeah. i still yeah, i'm still stuck on my i feel like my theory of a uh, woman being the first uh child i feel like if she isn't it's a weird choice for for daughter to not find out what happened to the first child uh but i think because what it was was she just needed proof that there was other children. She didn't, because right. otherwise she ended up having to basically investigate every other child that was, you know. But as soon as she finds one bone, it shows that there were other children and they were murdered, you know. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. mother, you, you killed one child. Yeah, you let the other child go. But you know, it, as long as she finds out there was a murder, I mean, you start hating your robot mother, don't you? Um, <laughs> you'd hope so if you're the humanity's best future. Um, yeah. Sorry, when I mean, that was, yeah. Um, so I suppose that brings us on to a philosophical elements and influences. If, if that, is that the right, is this the right point? I think we've probably yeah, been yeah, touching on it. Oh, go on. What are you thinking? No, no. no, go on, hit us. So obviously with any film, if they start talking about specific philosophers, that's when you listen up because you're basically about to get the entire film explained to you. Um, oh. And one of the early tests that she sat was basically the uh, surgery and organ donor problem. Oh, and yeah, I remember. Yeah. So basically, are, are you going to? So 
you've got four people you need organs and you've got one person who can give all those organs but should that one person die or not uh, and then they gave a slightly different variation of it which was you know you're the person with all the organs and you can also do the surgery uh, bizarrely should you yourself die or not and then they start talking about old Immanuel Kant and uh Comte what's his name Carl Kant something like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Kant is. I'm going to hit you with some for proper philosophy now. Um, Kant is one of the most influential philosophers in terms of ethics, and he his position is very much that the the human person is has got absolute sanctity, and you can never really do anything. You can never really force that person. You should never force that person to do anything that is bad for them just because it's bad just because it's better for society um oh interesting and he would also have said that but having said that his view on morals is that anything is good as long as the motivation behind it is good um so like there's no absolute thing saying oh you should never steal you should never kill you should never lie it's all about if say you're stealing if you're stealing someone's car because they're drunk and they're going to go and drunk driving it that's fine because your motivation is sound um if you're killing someone because arguably they're a bad person you know the old go and kill baby hitler whatever um that's fine according to kant um and if therefore kant would say if you were to kill a person to get their organs that that is kind of where that falls down because you've got two competing belief systems uh there's the sanctity of human life and as the right that everyone's got to choose their own destiny as such whereas if you yourself are the person then that would be okay because you're doing something bad and your motivation is good um so that's why the puzzle added that little wrinkle to it if you yourself are the person who would do it now we're Sorry, so so it's the philosophical Kobayashi Maru because there's no right answer. It is a, it's um you know, yeah, because you can you, if if you choose to operate on yourself, but you can't because you're enabled to operate on yourself. You won't be able to save the other people. Whereas yeah. if you kill the other person, you're taking away their choice. So basically, there's no moral high ground there, is it? It's basically you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Well, yeah, it's different theories. Um and. Yeah. Mother obviously considers there to be one correct theory. Yeah, she yeah. plays devil's devil's ad, advocate here because um, at first daughter starts subscribing more to uh, Comte's theory, which is that you should get rid of it. So Comte was much more of the opinion that actually one day humanity is going to evolve beyond all this idea of morality and what's right or wrong. And it's going to realize let's purely think rationally about what is better for society as a whole. And at that point, Comte said, that really we'd all be just like yeah kill that other person and that other person is going to accept that it's better for society because as humanity we're going to move past our selfish desire to survive for ourselves we're going to recognize that humanity's only that a human's only purpose is to kind of further the amount of societal progress in the world and then that is where um obviously sacrificing themselves for their organs is uh the, the way to go um and that is then the correct view in um mother's eyes 
uh, and it's initially the correct view in daughter's eyes and because uh, i think in um in the test daughter says oh yeah we should we should just get rid of these um we should just harvest these organs um and obviously that's the right answer for mother and mother thinks well we've uh, we've done what needs to be done this is why she's passed the test this is why she doesn't go down to the furnace and get burnt down to a pile of ashes uh, at the same time, during that period, mother is actually playing devil's ad advocate because she implies, oh, well, hold on, no, shouldn't you? That's not very nice, whatever, in the exam room. Um, but that's just because she's trying to push the test forward. And that's another example of how it, this film switches it up all the time, uh, makes you, you know, in reality, mother's position is different from what she says at that point, which we later find out. Wow, that was deep. Did, did, did you know this? Did you know all this stuff beforehand, or did you research this especially? Uh, well, I did know about the theories of uh, Comte and Kant um, uh, when I heard them come up. So yeah, when I was when I was watching it, I was like, oh, here we go. Um, right. And then you, sort of, <laughs> then you just sort of refreshed in order to try to give a more uh, you know <laughs> articulate version. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. Make sure I had remembered it correctly. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, just one thing before we I go on to my sort of comeback was, you know, um, when they're doing the tests in that test room, did it not feel like the goat test from the Fallout games? <laughs> yes, know, like, it did. The whole thing just seemed like Fallout, you know, in a weird way. It was just a bit trippy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the vault and everything with the airlock. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, but going back to the whole morality thing, um, yeah, I think the way I, I viewed it, it's like, is killing a few children worth it to end up with a better human race? And then, but then who decides what's better? So like you said, there's different philosophers who have their opinions on what's better for humanity. So basically whoever programmed mother or whatever mother's programming decided was best is then what's going to dictate what survives. So that's a bit of a, a fine line, isn't it? And I think that's the whole debate around AI and how, you know, when we give AI power over humanity, that's when we have to start to worry, isn't it? Well, I think that's it. You're familiar with the paperclip thought experiment. What? Uh, the paperclip is like if you create a machine whose prime directive is to create paperclips as efficiently as possible, what yeah. happens if that machine realizes, hold on, these humans are getting in my way of creating paperclips. Uh, I need to actually get rid of all the humans, then I can create a lot more paperclips. So that's what would uh, that's what would actually arguably bring down humanity if something like that happens. If we get a, a paperclip creating monster just choose us off choose us up, turns our basic atoms just into paperclips. And that's sort of possibly what's happened with Mother. She's been programmed to help humanity um, in any way possible. And she's just decided, oh, actually, the best way I can help them is to turn them into a better version of themselves. Yeah, which means killing them all and starting again and basically creating the perfect race, which, um, yeah. you know, but what I found was really stupid, well, really weird is you know, the whole nature-nurture debate so, you know, mother's raised at least three other children before. And I think in the trailer, this is a bit like I said, kind of made me think that she's like, um, you know, oh, because the girl's like, oh, why didn't you raise any more kids? She's like, well, mother needs to practice. So I think in, from mother's perspective, mother was trying to learn how to nurture them to create the best human she can. But what's to say that the genetics of daughter doesn't make her the best human she can? So when they sort of get the next embryo out and raise them, What's to say they're going to turn out well just because they're raised the same way that daughter was? And I think that's where it all falls over because the whole nature-nurture debate, yeah, I suppose nurture really helps. But if, I don't know, there might be something corrupt in the genes somewhere that sort of, you know, if, if that is where some sort of part of people's uh, 
personality lies. I don't know. I mean, or says, you know, it, it kind of there's that whole nature nurture thing. And also, just because girl turned out good and because of that's how she was raised, doesn't mean anyone else will. So I think that whole premise sort of falls over a bit. Yeah, so with the genetics, we could assume that mother's screened out any genetic anomalies if she knows about all that. Um, yeah, but does your personality, is that a genetic anomaly? I don't know, like, you know, there must be something in your genetics, potentially, that makes you good or bad or whatever, as well as being raised. That's why people have been debating it for so long. So I think, you know, even if there's a slim chance that's possible, then the whole just, oh, we'll raise it exactly the same way as daughter and no outside stimulus would change the experiment on the, 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 the conditions that I did it in. You see what I mean? Yeah, and I think actually the, the ending of the film shows that Mother's actually got it wrong because she thinks that daughter's come back, she's come around to the comp Comte's way of thinking, she's come back and happy, regardless of, she's not trying to save her brother anymore, um, she's, try, she's happy to like, accept that they're all part of these cogs in this greater machine in, of human advancement. Mother thinks she's come back happy to do all that. Um, but then I think the end of it kind of shows that daughter. She starts singing to her brother. Um, she goes in and looks at all the uh, all the babies, has a look around, and uh, she seems to be thinking about it a bit more deeply and angrily than mother might have thought I think there's that final scene where she stares into the camera and I think it's implied that she's uh, going to go all Katniss Everdeen after all and <laughs> blow up yeah, yeah. the machine overlords um, which is not which so I think mother was mistaken she misinterpreted whether her test had succeeded maybe it did initially succeed and then uh, it just got reversed yeah because I think basically uh, maybe through the trials that mother put her through to get to that point with the woman and deciding what to do with a woman, maybe she made her more aware, like as soon as you see another human being and see them suffering at the hands of robots or whatever, and the fear that they have and stuff like that. I don't know, basically maybe mother pushed her too far. Yeah, and I agree right at the end, it did seem like she tricked mother into believing she was gonna go along with a plan, when in fact what she was planning to do was just fight back once they've got enough humans around. Because um, mother basically just, uh, she blew up mother in the in the bunker and then mother just left her to it, didn't they? They sealed the doors and kind of left them in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it would, I, I agree with that when you said Hilary Swank and her look similar, though, because when I was watching the trailer, I kept mistaking the two of them. Uh, but That's I still don't think they're related. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, um, yeah, it's... Uh, just, just to go back to what mother was thinking so there was that point where the the heavy guns were cutting their way in wasn't there and what exactly did um the daughter say to convince mother to stop it was basically it was basically something along the lines of yeah I, okay yeah I'll, I'll play ball or whatever um and yeah yeah at that point mother called off the uh, called off the massive tanks and stuff which were cutting into the vaults so, i don't get like you know because did daughter have a fire axe or something? Like she was holding mother at bay or something, something like that, wasn't it? Like uh, so, she got the gun, hadn't she? And um, she was basically gonna and mother and the mother was stuck in the door, um, so she couldn't get out. So daughter just had a clear shot right at her CPU, and that was when mother was like, "Oh well, killing this body won't do anything because actually I'm cloud computing writ large, and it's all good." Um, 
so yeah i think that that was it so yeah she was basically ready to, and then mother was basically i think when mother realized that she had or when mother thought that she had come around to that advanced social society based uh way of thinking that's when mother was like oh kill me now you're ready to take over you're ready to be the new eve of this world uh, exactly but what I, what I don't get is why were the robots rushing to save mother when mother was basically, you know, well, I suppose it was just um, if they, I suppose if she thought the daughter was another wrong and she needed to break in to kill her, didn't she? So, yeah, yeah, yeah so that sort of makes sense. But then surely she'd know that daughter would be like, oh, no, I'm, you know, oh, I've changed my mind. OK, then that's fine. You know, yeah. mother's a bit naive, maybe. Yeah, she don't understand humans as well as she thinks she does. Or perhaps she'd evolved beyond her initial sort of, you know, uh, binary view of things to sort of have a bit of an emotional connection to daughter. Yeah. Hey, what do you think? Um, so, just going back to something else I've just remembered. When she goes outside, when daughter goes outside with women and they're running through the crops and woman's like, oh, yeah, this used to be a wasteland. But the other day, all these crops just appeared and suddenly we've got corn everywhere and there's loads of machines watering it and stuff. So were they just getting that? Was mother just getting that ready for? Because for when, whenever the um, whenever she feels like humanity's ready to come back out and have loads of food and stuff, I don't know. Or was woman mistaken that they weren't there previously? Or no, I think it was basically she saw that daughter was probably on the way to becoming, you know, a good one. Um, so yeah. she needs to start preparing to give them the food and whatever that they need in order to survive. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of just shows that mother's perspective, what mother was preparing to hand back to the earth to the humans, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she had passed the test by that point, hadn't she? Yeah, exactly. She'd passed all the other tests, sort of thing, and it was just the last bit that she had to do to convince them. Um, yeah, and I think I think the last part of the test was coming back to save her brother. You know, in a in a weird way, isn't it? So if she'd have just gone off and lived in a shed with the other woman, the mother would be like, "Well, that's a bit selfish." Was because she took ownership and decided she, she needed to go back and save the rest of humanity. Mother's like, "Yep, yeah, there we go. She's moral and she knows what's right. You know, she's putting herself at risk in order to save the children." Yeah. Or did and well, I think really what mother wanted to do was for her to give up her freedom and come back and raise the children. So I think it wasn't until she agreed to, she said yes i will stay here and take over that's when mother finally called off the yeah you're right so coming back to save the children was still wrong but coming back to look after the children that's what mother was looking for okay and it's when she sort of said oh yeah i'm gonna look after them you know that's when mother gave it you know relented in yeah, breaking gave, it gave her the keys to the kingdom and all that yeah yeah still a bit naive though yeah robots are dumb <laughs> yeah true but i think it's um but yeah overall so it's still a really good film yeah uh improvements so I, I think i would have liked to have um seen some confirmation of what did happen of what did happen to the first kids i think seeing only one was a bit yeah, I, yeah I, I guess you're right though we don't want it to turn into nancy during investigates figure out where they all were <laughs> Maybe they were all just in in the furnace. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like you know, once you burn two of them or whatever, you know, they can't have a jawbone for every one. Then she'd have to start piecing them together or something, or putting like bits of gum <laughs> on them to sort of create a face again. 
um, you know, from my improvements, um, you know, this stranger turns up, the girl's never seen another human before, she doesn't know who to trust, and yet the maternal figure that's been raising her all this time, she doesn't bother telling. And I think it's just like, you know, really, I suppose, yeah, mother burnt the, the mouse to death or whatever, which kind of yeah. gives you a pause. But still, it's kind of, it's slightly different between a mouse and a, and a living, breathing, talking human being, you know. So I think it was kind of a bit, you know, maybe not out of character, but just a bit daft to believe that she'd, this woman that's been living in such naive captivity, uh, smothered environment, would be willing and brave enough to hide it from her, you know. Why, why, like, why would you do that? Why not? Like, there's other humans, mother. Let's go and save them or whatever straight away. Um, yeah. But maybe it was Hilary Swank convincing her that it was a bad thing. But still, I just think it went against the relationship that they had. Yeah, I mean, she... all, all quite Joseph Fritz, wasn't it? And I'm sure his kids would have uh, struggled a bit more with suddenly seeing that. Although maybe then you could say, oh, yeah, mother did take better care of her than Joseph Fritz all did his yeah. kids. But... <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I think, yeah, and it's not a case of, um, yeah, just be like, mother as a human being, you know, uh, what should we do? You know, she's in the, no, that's the thing, leave her in the airlock and tell mother, you know, all, the, all they had to do is say go away if mother didn't want her there, but at least she's kind of acknowledged the relationship they had, it just seemed a bit weird. I mean, no, what, I, think, I think she didn't want, she knew that mother would kill her, that was the problem, and she didn't want to, because, well, maybe she'd been raised too ethically for... Well, maybe that was yeah. the first sign that she was she was respecting the sanctity of human life rather than the sanctity of their society. Yeah, but then I think that's that was why it was part of the test. So you know, as much as I'm annoyed about it, it's part of the test. So it's it's further to plot. Um, yeah, and because, she failed that test, arguably. Well, no, mother always knew that the woman was there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, yeah, so mother brought the woman to the bunker in order for the girl to let her in and look after her and not tell mother. So it's all a bit, sort of, you know, uh, it brought itself on. But one bit I did like, though, is as soon as the door opened, Mother's sort of head goes up and she starts bombing it down the corridor. Because I've been you've just seen her sort of like teetering along, like really slowly, like a regular robot. And then she's like legging it. That was really good. Um, I'll tell you what, what made me laugh actually was how long it took her to get there. It shows how massive this bunker was. <laughs> it's a good, yeah. They had a good amount of time to have a chat about it before she got there. She was like, oh, you got to hide? No. No, you really got to hide? No. And they, it was a good couple of minutes. Um, so, yeah, massive, maybe massive she, underground bunker, I suppose. <laughs> maybe she's not as good as the uh, Hindo one and she fell over a few times on the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Samsung one or something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's good. And I, I liked the bits when there were blackouts as well. And during the blackout, the girl would go off and talk to the woman and whatever. That was quite clever. Like, oh, mother's charging and I can escape for a bit and go and do my Nancy Drew bit or go talk to the woman. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah, I mean, I don't know where else to go with this. I just, other than, you know, it's a really good film. And the fact is, it was quite thought provoking and it was introducing philosophy in a sci-fi, you know, in sort of reasonably really easy to digest way. Um, I'm not sure everyone that watches it will have these debates, though. I mean, killing I Hitler think, was... Come I think, I think... Yeah, you're right. Uh, I think that um, a lot of people will not like the number of unanswered questions. And I, I just about came down the right side of that, I think. Um, I think a lot of people won't like the second half of the film or feel it, feel it didn't quite live up to it. But I was happy with it being just like an ex exploration of the different... Um, ethical quandaries they might have um and not to big myself up too much but that's because i know about all that yeah. but, <laughs> uh, 
um yeah i think i think it was good and i think it yeah just a good a classic bit of thought-provoking sci-fi with all the classic sci-fi elements i think that's a good summary yeah i think right at the beginning of this i sort of said it's one of the best things that's come out of netflix and when you compare it to something like annihilation which left you with a bunch of questions but also (laughs) unsatisfied you know it's this one it's it's still a good film even though you're left with questions you know it's not like uh, what the hell just happened it's more like oh okay oh i'm a bit curious about that but i can live without it if that makes sense it's kind of you know that it gives you enough of a story and enough explanation for you to leave sated uh, there are a few niggling questions, but not stuff that's going to make you think uh, well, that was a waste of two hours of my life. Um, so I think that's a positive. I, hey, I, I, I liked Annihilation, but yeah, that's that. <laughs> I wasn't in on that episode, otherwise uh, it would have been a, 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 a Annihilation. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just, uh, yeah. But So, you know, when you compare it to that, when you compare it with um, Tao, have you watched Tao? I've watched Tao, and this did put me in mind of Tao very much in many ways. Um, it's yeah. basically the great, same great film, wasn't Tao, it, yeah. really? Um, but yeah, I quite like that one. Um, yeah, but it was uh, still better than that. So I think, yeah, it's just one of those films where, yeah, like you say, it's got all the tropes. It's good stuff. I'm going to stop jibber-jabbering. Oh, yeah, let's, let's prorogue this bad boy. <laughs> Might not need to do that anymore. Uh, the Queen's spoken. <laughs> I, I yeah. like the idea of just proroguing this episode, every, this every episode. It appeals to something in me. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you want to do the honours? Uh, no, you're better at this, Rich. I'll, uh, I'll just say something witty at the end. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to uh, episode three of Geek Bites. Um, hope you agree with our thoughts on uh what film we just watched iron mother couldn't remember the title for a sec <laughs> and uh yeah uh, drop us a comment on any way you can find us uh we've not really put any of that up yet um we will do uh if you found if you found this episode we have done by now um and yeah uh until next time thanks to for joining me and uh see you next time on the next episode of geek bites yeah uh thanks for thanks rich and uh stop or my mum will shoot stop listening or my mum will shoot Okay, yeah, stop. (laughs) Bye.